0: Hello and welcome to the third Wisden Cricket Daily podcast from the Rajkot Test. England's worst day of the Baseball era? Well, it couldn't have gone much worse. I'm Yaz Ryan and today I'm with Katia Whitney. Believe it or not, the start of the day was reasonably uneventful. Root and Duckett started without alarm against an Indian side without Ravi Chandra and Ashwin who left the test the previous night for personal reasons. Root fell early to Boomer with a shot that we will talk about later. A reverse scoop to Joswell, who took a pretty good sharp catch at second slip. Thoughts immediately turned to Lords last summer, where England also let slip a strong position where the opposition's lead spinner was ruled out of the test. Besto was LBW for a duck. Ducket caught for 153, both out to the excellent cool deep Yadav. Stokes offered some resistance, but after he was out for 41, just after lunch, England collapsed in a heap, losing their final five wickets for just 20 runs. 224 for two, soon became 319 all out. And that was all in the first half of the day. In the second half of the day, Jaroswell took the game totally away from England. He scored his second hundred in as many tests, his third in his nascent test career so far. He left the field late in the day, limping off retired tired hurt, but it didn't look too serious. Um, England got a late wicket, Patadar out cheaply, but India finished the day on 196 for two, boasting a mammoth lead of 322 with eight wickets in hand. Um, Katia, I think listener Chris sums the mood up well. He says, "I spent all day yesterday looking forward to waking up and seeing the England score. On waking at 7:45 a.m., I was doing the maths in my head, thinking England would be 400 plus. It was so defeating to see that it was India who were indeed batting at the time. That was not a good day for England.
1: No, no, pretty poor. I was also actually looking looking forward to getting up early this morning and, and watching it, and my mood quickly soured um, as it went on." Mm. Um, in, ter- in terms of England's batting though, which I think is the most kind of depressing feature of the whole thing, I-, I think it's easy to look at Root as the main offender. And you said, we'll talk about the shot later on, but I think you can actually point to a couple of things. And if you look at Lords, that was such a kind of defined, everyone got out to the hook shot. Whereas today there's more kind of, there's a bit more nuance to it in the India did bowl very well, deep mm. and Siraj and particularly after T, bowled very, very well. Um, and a lot of them got done by some very good bowling, some very good plans. A lot of them didn't, but some of them mm. did. Um, and moving beyond route, you can also look at like Johnny Burstow. Johnny Burstow didn't get anywhere near the ball that he got from Yadav. And he hasn't scored any runs um, all series. And he doesn't really look like he's gonna score any runs anywhere soon. Um, so when you look at the kind of, uh, the comparisons to Lords and the, um, you can't applaud them when it comes off and then criticize them when it all goes wrong kind of thing. I think there's a, there's a a middle ground to be found there um, rather than completely going all in on one side of it. Mm. Like it's fair to say that this new approach like Baz Ball at its best is more thought out than people give it credit for. Even when it doesn't look thought out. Like take Duckett for example. Duckett started really well this morning, played brilliantly, got himself in um, and then got, um, got done over a little bit. When you look at his shot to to get out, it looks, it, it looks pretty bad but he got, um he wasn't he wasn't picking cool deep and he just slapped a pie straight to someone and that happens sometimes even stokes when you look at his shot it was there to hit from Judeja, and stokes just didn't hit it well enough um so when you look at when you look at the way those two got out and compared it to the way that root and bersto got out there are differences there and that what Duckett and Stokes were doing was much more thought out. Whereas what Root and they were doing was less well-founded in logic. And as I said, Berstey mm. is just a kind of walking wicket right now. So England England should have got more than they, a lot more runs looking at the beginning of play than they did today, but it wasn't quite a Lord's Ashes level implosion. Um, I, I also think that there's something in the, and I'm not saying that's what's going on here, but England are quite obviously going to lose this test match and you can clip that for the final day if they pull off like another record run chase Mm. or whatever but this England aren't very good at dominating a game so when you look at on the face of it Ashwin gone 200 and whatever for two it's there for the taking you can go and completely stamp your authority on that game and almost win it on today and that but that's not how England have built the way they play now. They've built that on just doing enough to stay in the game until the third, until the fourth innings, and then pulling off something miraculous. It's very rare that they've actually gone out and dominated the game. You think of Manchester, you know, you think of some of the stuff they did against Pakistan, that's almost the anomaly rather than Mm. the norm. So expecting them to go out and take a a game by the horns is not what they've done to this day. And it, Mm. you know, I think there's something in having something to lose, and that playing on the mindset of this whole approach. Mm. Um, and I think that's what we saw today. It'd make a great psychological study. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what we saw. Yeah, I,
0: I guess in this case, they're not even in the game or no. close to being in no, the game. No, no, and, and I guess with the Lords one as well, I think England will say that, you know, there was that two day period where all anyone did was bowl short. Australia were as bad against a short ball as England were. It's just mm. the method was completely different. Australia didn't play a shot. And and really, really struggled. I guess if you're and I think we're going to have quite a few more Indian viewers today than we might have had yesterday. I think a lot of Indian people watching this uh, will rightly um, be quite annoyed at the criticism towards England because it's almost as if like it was in the ashes that the opposition has no agency of what's going on. And we had a question and we'll talk about this in a bit more detail later on about how the pitch was playing know a huge part of why the pitch looks flatter when England are bowling is because India bowled so much better than England did. Um, Kuldeep bowled a, a genuinely exceptional spell. He bounced back from his difficulty yesterday. And obviously, there's so much more responsibility because of Ashwin not being around. And he really stood up to that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's not be around the bush. Let, let's talk about that shot um, that started the broader England collapse. Uh, there will be people who say you can't criticise England uh, for a risky shot when it doesn't pay off because of how much success they have had uh, with risky cricket, or um, well, you can't criticize Root because he has had so much success with that shot in particular. Um, esteemed cricket correspondent at the Telegraph, Shield Berry, who's watched pretty much as much as much live Test cricket as anyone else currently alive, wrote today: "It has to rank, and rank is the operative word here, as the worst, most stupid shot in the history of English." test cricket that might sound like hyperbole but shield is pretty much as qualified as anyone to make a comment like that um what what did you make of root shot
1: uh well i know you're more in more in the shield berry school of thought but (laughs) i'm not quite as i agree that it was a it was a bad choice of shot and he probably shouldn't have played at that time but i'm not quite as quite as stringent on it as as that brilliant line is um it's the shot of a guy under pressure, isn't it? And a guy who doesn't feel fully comfortable against a particular bowler. Um, Bumrah had, what, four overs-ish left in his spell at that point. Um, And what was needed from Root was to ram home that advantage, stay in at the end of the first half an hour with Duckett, with no Ashwin and take advantage once once Bumrah had, had come off. But I can also see it from the point of view that it is not a shot he normally gets out to. Um, And it does... He's been out to it
0: three times now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but if you-
0: Including including (laughs) one in the World Cup.
1: It sounds weak, but if you think of the number of times he's played it three times isn't-
0: He hasn't played it that many times.
1: Yeah, I guess. But in the context of him being out to Bumrah a couple of times Mm. in this series and looking all at sea against Bumrah, no matter how well he played him in the first few overs of the day, you could almost feel that he thought he was going to get out to him. And he might as well score some runs while he's there. And that's not root when he's in his best form. Root when he's in his best form doesn't care who's bowling to him and, and plays everyone the same. But I think with, with Boomer, there's a definite feeling of, I don't know which way this ball is moving and I'm gonna get out to this mm-hmm. guy. So I'm gonna score some runs against him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and ramp him over, over the slips, you know, in the in the first half an hour of the day. Um and that's what led to him playing out. I'm not saying it was the right shot to play, but you can see the thought process behind it. Um, And you can also see how much Root is searching for form in the comparison between the way Duckett approached the beginning of play and the way Root approached the beginning of play. Duckett sat back against Boomer. Duckett very clearly, in the same way that he did yesterday, thought, I'm going to get through this little bit and then I'm going to capitalize and get in. And then when Boomer comes back, I'll be well in and I'll be well set to take him on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it's it's a concern for the rest of the series that Root is thinking like that and not playing the way that he would normally do against bumrah but yeah stupid shot but not but when you look at the context and the thought process behind it i can kind of understand it
0: yeah i think you're right to say that you can't isolate the shot without looking at the broader um battle between bumrah and root across the series obviously that will have an impact on how someone is viewing a, a certain member of the opposition but i i think the more i think about that shot the more i think I can't believe he played it um, because to, to those criticism, potential criticisms of criticism towards England that I mentioned earlier, I think immunising England from criticism when they get things wrong, robs them of credit when they do things right. Duckett's not yesterday wasn't mild, mindless hitting. He adapted to what was in front of him. He played different aggressive shots depending on what the field was, depending on what the match situation was at a particular time. Um And I get that Root has had some success with that shot. And in theory, it helps him get rid of a slip in time. But the risk reward when it's Boomer, who today of all days is disproportionately important given that Ashwin's not there, just wasn't there. When when Root's played that shot before, and he's talked about playing it before, um, he's done it to get rid of a slip maybe. And he's done it when the bowling is more predictable. So Scott Boland, for example, who just pounds um, a length just outside off stump, you know where the ball is. With this shot... You have to be in the pancake position at the point of release. It's different to any other shot. Um, There there was so little in his favour there. Boomer is a much more unpredictable bowler. He he tries different things. You don't know where the ball's going to be. And England were going well. Conditions were in their favour. There were still so many runs and so much time for them to bat. There's no Ashwin. India only have four bowlers. Boomer has already bowled a few overs. It's not as if this was the first sight of him in the day. It's also, as we mentioned yesterday, it's going to be really hot in a couple of hours. Siraj has had an up or down series. Today just not fully fit and barely bowl And Kulip had a really difficult day yesterday. Get through that spell and the day is at your mercy. There was just so little to gain for me. And I think previously when he's played it, to give him credit for when he has done it, there has been more to gain. I don't think there was much to gain if you get that right today. Today was all about get through Bumrah and then tackle the rest. And you know you're right to talk about the struggles of other players, you know. But Best, I actually thought started the series looking pretty well. He came out with a really clear way of how he's going to tackle um, spin for any conditions. You know, he's playing a lot off the back foot, and actually maybe to to a detriment, he probably went back to a ball he should have gone full to today. And I, and I think more more generally, um, there, there's an interesting point to be made about how England are losing their. Um, unpredictability. Barney Ronay, um, who writes for The Guardian, tweeted Baz Ball is about opening your mind to possibilities being unorthodox, being disruptive and this is not that anymore it is predictable. The disruptive and, dis- and surprising thing for Root would have been to play Bumrah with caution um, and that's not just Barney saying that after the fact, this is what Ashwin said last night um, on, on sort of the, the challenge of, of of facing batters who take the game um, against you in the manner that England do, he said whether it's the bowler being challenged is how you want to look at it. And honestly, it is not flustering us much. Um, and even if you saw it, I don't know what it looks like from the outside. But when it was 200 for two, we were pretty relaxed because you know in a session there is a chance of four or five wickets that could come your way. It's basically saying that England will always keep them interested, even if they have sessions like they do last night. And more generally, going through the series, that's a third dramatic first innings collapse in a row. Um, today it was well, in this test match, it was one hundred and uh, 182 for one to 299 for seven. In the second test, it was 114 for one to 182 for seven. And in the first test, it was 58 for one to 155 to seven. So it's not just shot selection. There is a, is a wider malice at, at play.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. But I, I think there's also a bit missing in that it looks so much worse because it's root. You know, it's, be- it's because it's Root getting out that early and Root's the one that you kind of bank on when you're going to get these big scores and, you- and you're not going to collapse. Root's always the one who has to be um, the linchpin or the saviour. He has to get the big score if England are going to get a big score. And we also know that, you know, he's England's best batter. He's the least ball out of all of them. So when Root does it and does it wrong, it's easier to criticise him because you know he can play, for want of a better word, properly.
0: Mm. You know, But think can- that's fair enough because the whole, you know, what England have done is they've empowered players to play, um, play in a way that is natural to them and that will bring them most success. Root is the only one other than Stokes, really, who had a very successful career doing his own thing before this. So I, I think, and, and he talked about after he got out playing the same shot to Wagner last year in Mount Monganui, He he said that at times he hasn't quite got the balance right so i think it is fair to sort of treat him slightly differently to the others when it when it comes to playing more attacking cricket because he has had so much success not doing that before
1: yeah yeah i think so but then i think i also said to you this morning like for so long, everything hin- literally everything hinged on Root and he played like the weight of the entire, which it was, the weight mm. of the entire team was on his shoulders. And now he doesn't come out at 20 for two so much. And there are others who, who, take, who take on that load and there are those that can bat with him. And there's almost an ab- abundance of freedom That's given him too Mm. much freedom to play and you can't go, oh yeah, free, you know, play with freedom, play your shot, but not you, you know, you have to Mm. stay in and and play properly. And I'm not saying that you you can't treat him differently, but Mm. there needs to be a balance found if, if only in, in Root's own mind, like there needs to be some, some kind of balance there that allows him to play in, in that kind of way, but also recognizes that he's not Ben Duckett and he's Mm. not gonna, he's not Going to be able to do the the kinds of, or he's not going to do that on a regular basis. So, yeah, I, I think there is lots of things at play, um, but I also think castigating route for it is, is a is an only route is is mm. a bit much. Yeah,
0: I, I guess I think I think the reason why people are doing it is because in other cases there is a misjudgment in sort of execution. Like besto has not, you know, ba- ba- is is struggling defensively against spin. That's not like. You know, with with Root, it's uh, even Duckett, right? He thinks that ball that, that ball has spun from cool deep more than he imagined, or has bounced a little bit more than he imagined. And I guess with Root, it's India didn't create a chance. And we talked in the first two days about how many chances England missed in the field. They they created maybe 14, 15 wicket taking chances. England as a batting side don't often force the opposition to create even ten chances. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the way that the, the innings went, you know, Lyon limped off at Lords with England 184 for one in response to 416. England with 325 all out and lose by 43. Ashwin leaves Rajcott with England 207 for two in response to 445. And then it's 319 all out here. So it, it's very, very similar. But I think you're right to say the manner of the collapse is probably different to what it was at Lords.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we were both both in the, we were both there for for the Lord's Test, mm. right? And it felt like every every shot was the same shot, and and there was nothing really that the, the bowlers were doing differently. And we haven't talked much about about Kool deep and Siraj, mm. but that kind of robs them of the, of the credit of of what they did today because it, it mm. was like really good.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's it for part one. In part two, we'll talk about India. Alex asks, are time zones warping the perception of the test for England fans? Every day, wickets have fallen early with low run rates, while the, by the evening, the pitch flattens out for players to score a lot of runs very quickly. It looked genuinely hard to bat in the morning session. Cathy, um, what do you think? At the end of part one, you were saying that um, Siraj and Khalid deserve a lot of credit for just how well they bowled today.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. Like I've said, I've said earlier, Siraj's spell after tea was was really good, um, and we saw yesterday how England just weren't able to get rid of the tail, um, whereas today, Siraj and, and Cordy blew through them in pretty much 10 overs after T. Um, and I think for India, it, it kind of shows that if you're going to pick two seamers and you have the luxury of being able to do that without weakening your spin department like India do, you can't just play a second seamer for the sake of it. It, it felt a little bit in the last test like Mukesh was there for the sake of playing mm. a second spinner because they did, for a second seamer because they didn't need another spinner um but when you've got siraj in the side instead of mukesh and I, I get siraj has his he blows hot and cold and and you know he's not bumrah but he does have that capability to completely rip through a side in a spell in a way that mukesh hasn't shown as of yet that he is able to do um, and when bumrah is perhaps, was perhaps less effective today and yesterday you can say than he was previously to have someone like Siraj who can then step up and do what he did. It's pretty important. Um, and you look at England's attack and, you know, Mark Wood can do that. James Anderson can do that, but perhaps not in these conditions. They, they struggle for that ability to, to rip through, rip through a tail. Um, and when you've got a spin attack of like, you know, that attack of Bumrah, Siraj, Jadeja, Deep and and previously Ashwin, it feels like every bowler is in there for a purpose and it's been well thought out. And there's, that there's no, there's no weak link really in that chain. Mm. Um, and Siraj bowled really well today and and Deep as well. And I think uh, we, we talked. I think last test about how weird Kuldeep's test career has been and it's kind of another another highlight of it that he played like what basically a test a year in between 2019, 2022 and in two of those he got fivers mm. and then didn't play a test until the last test match um, and he kind of fallen luxury to India having so many good spinners who can also bat as well I think importantly um, and they don't always need that luxury of having that leg spinner in the side it's, and, and they're going to Play Siraj and, and Bummer or, or Shami or whoever it might be to get the seamers in, but cool bowled really, really well today. Mm. Um, and, and England's bowlers they didn't really bowl that well today. I think it's a to No,
0: say. no, no d- definitely. And uh, it was an outstanding bit of, of first innings bowling. You know, um, if England got through that first session, I'm sure they was called very quickly in, in, the, in the second. And you're right to say it wasn't just that root dismissal. He, he gets Barrasso straight away. He gets Duckett shortly after that. Um and he had to bowl a lot of overs in that first session as well. So yeah, he, he did a brilliant job. Um, but m- more than half the day actually was India batting. Um, they're 196 for two at the moment, thanks largely to Jaswal, um, who batted with a lot of control before really going in for the kill. So he was 19 or 54 at T and then 104 off 133 when he limped off the field just before stumps. As I said earlier, it doesn't look too serious at the moment. A couple of uh, Jair Swelt, stats for you. He's the first um, Indian opener since Gavaskar to score three test hundreds before turning 23. And India play eight more test m- matches before his 23rd birthday. And looking at the most runs, regardless of age, that Indian openers have got in home series, um, you'd think that he's almost certain to end up top of that list if you discount a six-match series that Gavaskar played in 78, 79. So he, he is putting together one hell of a series so far. He was he was brilliant again today. The the way he can, you know, we talked about how many scoring options that Duckett has. Joshua has has more and we don't know how good he is against high pace when the ball's moving, but it doesn't matter when you've got a five test match series in India. In these conditions, he looks as good as anyone.
1: Yeah, well, Swan said it on comms. He said that he's playing England at their own game Mm. Um, and it did feel like that. He was so deliberate and indiscriminate. There was that, that passage of play where he... He hit Anderson for six and then for two fours. And then the next over he went and he hit Hartley for six. And then he hit Round for six. And then he hit Joe Root for a six. And every single bowler he was just picking off and picking off. And there was no way that England were gonna were gonna be able to restrict him. And and what struck me about watching him bat was there doesn't seem to be any real freneticism or mm. or hurriedness to the way he bats. Um, in a way that there is when you're scoring at that rate a lot of the time, he looks very He's very busy without looking particularly busy and the way he can change gears quickly, as we've said, is uh, quite something. Yeah. And
0: and he's so greedy. I think he's in in a good way. I think he's someone who just, he knows when conditions are in your favor like this, 60 is not enough. He's all about hundreds. I mean, this is worth saying again, he's only just turned 22. This is his 12th first class hundred. but only the 16th time he's passed 15 first-class cricket. So 12 out of 16 times he's got to 50, he's got 100, and he's got a few doubles in there as well. And who knows if he's fit again tomorrow. Um, he comes out, who knows what, what he ends up on. Um, Cathy, there have been a few times this series where India have been England have been behind in a game and on one occasion they ended up winning it. On another occasion they gave India a brief scare, not that close in the end. This feels like the furthest they've been behind at any point in the series. I guess India could collapse in the morning, but do you see any route back for England in this game?
1: I think it feels like that because it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're what? 300 behind, yeah. nearly.
0: Um, Eight wickets in hand, including the blokes on 104 and Gil, who not mentioned, who, who's. Batting, batted serenely, really. He didn't really take much of a risk. He he went to stumps 50-odd and out.
1: I guess what well, they're going to have to bowl them out very, very soon after lunch tomorrow, aren't they? And then the, mm. there just doesn't seem any... Uh, that's going to be pretty tricky to do. And then they're going to have to bat and, and bat um, and, and not have the kind of collapses that we spent most of the episode talking mm. about. I, I think it is interesting about, the you know, how, let's say India can just bat for as long as they need to. And they declare that's when the interesting point comes of what England do after that, because they always say we will never, you know, we're not going for the draw. We're going for the win. And, you know, no doubt they will. But if you're chasing 500, potentially even 600 in like four sessions, you know. Uh, there's... But, but
0: England will say, what, how how many in, in five, let's say 604 sessions. If four sessions is 120 overs, that's that's fives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is five. So like, <laughs> I guess they'll say like, well, if we just play the way we normally play them, we'll get there anyway. Yeah. Um, but if, if they go down in a blaze of glory in that situation, there's going to be even more, even more calls for, you know, Joe roots head, you know, the whole baseball being nonsense, moral mm. victories, kind of sarcasm. But what at that point, what you're two t- one down in the series, massive feature of baseball has been peaks and troughs right it goes far enough down you've had a couple of batting claps a series deficit and suddenly everyone's on your back and then it very quickly mm. peaks back up again and I'm not saying that they're going to do that because it's so much harder to do in India and everything but they almost have to have to lose what this is going to sound so pretentious but they're going to have to lose what baseball <laughs> is to like regain what it is again mm-hmm. um and, and you know maybe this is kind of like a a reset, Not reset because that's too dramatic, but it's a moment to kind of stop and think about, hang on, this isn't what we've been doing and this isn't why we've been successful mm. in the past. We need to kind of rethink about what we've been doing and do that again rather than keep going as we have been doing.
0: Yeah, we talked about it a little bit in the summer about a potential drawback of what England are trying to do is its lack of flexibility. So Ben Stokes writing the Players' Tribune just before the Ashes last year wrote this column Um, And the first half of it is basically saying, can we please stop um, saying that shots are bad shots? And he basically says that when people describe it, um, I think he's broadly right, but slightly unfair. He says that it's very result led. You know, he says that people, if someone nails a shot for six, you'll say it's great. But if he miscues it, you'll say that's a bad shot. And he said, this is, I think the crucial bit, it's only ever a bad shot because it was out. Worrying about mistakes or having a fear of getting out creates a negative mindset. It breeds that bit of fear. As a player, it can make you second guess your instincts. And if you think you're going to get pulled up on it just because what you tried happened not to come off in that one moment for whatever reason, he's basically saying he wants players to trust their instincts. But we said this in the summer. What happens if your instincts aren't right? Uh, what? is, is their capacity to have a chat with a player and say, actually, mate, this isn't working. Yeah. You know, because because, because, uh, because players aren't always going to instinctively get it right. But it's also worth saying that, you know, England are set to go 2-1 down. India's record at home over the last few years is so extraordinary that the fact that a halfway point today was a halfway point in the series and two hours before that, it was totally neck and neck. Mm. That shouldn't be forgotten after today. England have England have really been in this series. Today was the first really, really bad day. And this will this is I think this is maybe their biggest test yet. Because I don't think days have felt this bad. They've lost games. They've not been thrashed, really, other than Lords against Africa, but that's just because they didn't get any runs on in a on a low scoring game. Um I think this will be such a test, um, can of, of how they can come back because it probably not has They've not probably had this brutal a day before. No.
1: Well, I was just thinking if we're comparing to Lords again, you know, the final day of that Test match. At one point, Winvids was saying that England were odds on to win it. Yeah. Weren't they? yeah. So you know, yeah. if if we're going to compare to Lords, we should probably remember how that one finished mm. as well. Um, not saying that's going to happen this time.
0: Yeah. But. Well, you heard it here. Um, England to have a, a more than fifty percent chance of winning at some point on the final two days. Uh, cheers for listening, everyone. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow.
1: Podcast Network.